Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. He's back. He is back in the saddle from <laughs> Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor uh, Ken Keltner. Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's good to be good to be back home. How, how, how are your folks? Everybody's uh, good? Well, struggling. You know, I mean, uh, they're, they're getting older and they're going through some struggles, but uh, the Lord's been good to them. And it was good to spend Mother's Day with your mom, I'm oh, sure. Yeah, it's been over 22 years I've spent, so it was good to be with my mom. Well, when I talked to you, you said you were cleaning. I, I said, was, make, I was cleaning. Man. I, was doing, I was doing everything out in the yard, and uh, I was busy. She that's, kept me going. That's good to have their son come back and take care of him <laughs> for a while. I've seen you clean. You don't do it very well. So. Oh, no, no, I, no. no. I'm like Monk. That's what are, my boys are, You're me. like Monk? Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Hey, I'm excited about today's uh, show. Uh, a big fan. Of, of Coach Bobby Bowden and uh, all the work that he has done, uh, not only as a coach, but but as a Christian man, uh, trying to, uh, you know, certainly talk to these these uh, student athletes at Florida State and throughout the country with his message. He's written a number of books, but the one that we're going to talk a lot about today is The Wisdom of Faith, and uh, we'll talk to Coach Bobby Bowden for the entire show. Hey, Coach, how are you today? Doing good and good to talk to you. Well, we really appreciate your time. There, there's no doubt. Coach, if we could start the show um, and talk a little bit about your background, and, and I know you grew up in, in, in Alabama and, and uh, played uh, a little football at, at Alabama and then transferred out. Uh, growing up, Coach, did, was football your sport or did you play multiple sports? Uh, I, I played baseball and ran track in college and played football. But uh, you know, down in Alabama, how football is—it's kind of—it's it's the king. And uh, I was raised in an area where football was really big. The high school that I, my, my house, I always felt like God led me into football, and this is how. My house, my house, uh, up until I was five years of age, backed up to Woodlawn High School football field. <laughs> there you now, go. There, there, there's a movie out now called Woodlawn. You bet, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah it, doesn't, it happened after I, I left there, but I was raised right there. And so they, they were perennial state champions back in those days. So and then, then I moved, and I moved uh, uh, where, where my house was about a half of a block from the Howard College football field. Mm-hmm. And so and I lived there till I was 18. So all my life I've been around football, you know, and... Uh, and so naturally, I played it in high school, and I played it in college. And and when I finished college, 
the athletic director came to me and said, look, if you'll get your master's degree, we'll hire you back here as assistant football coach. So I got my master's and for the next 57 years coached college football. Yeah. Coach Bowden, uh, did, what position did you play uh, in high school? Well, when I was in high school, they did not the, – the, the T formation had not come into existence. Everything was single wing, a Notre Dame box, and uh, where, where the center snapped the ball through his legs back to a running back. And so I was running back. And then when I went to college, I became a quarterback in the T formation. And so I, I, I played quarterback for, in college for, th- for three of the four years I was there. And, uh, of course, coached it the rest of my career. Hey, Bobby, how early in, in, in your life did you know that one day you, you wanted to be a coach? You know, I, I, it's, it's funny. I never thought about it much. Uh, it, it, it just happened. I mean, just, just picture this. I go to college. I go to college. I play football there in college. And uh, when I graduated, uh, when I finished my last year, the athletic director told me, he said, look, if you get your master's degree, we'll hire you here as football coach. Well, can you imagine that? Here I am just graduating and don't even have a job yet, but yet I got one offered. And and so I went right into football and really never considered anything else. Hey, Coach Bowden, when did you meet your wife, Ann? Did you meet her in college? I met her in high school. school. Uh, She moved to Birmingham where I was living. And she attended Woodlawn High School, where I attended. And she came there in 1940, about 1945. And uh, and uh, so her last two years in high school, uh, she and I dated. And uh, then I went to the University of Alabama, but I didn't stay but one semester. Uh, back in those days, if you got married, you couldn't have a scholarship. Now, that, that rule was pretty true throughout the country. But I know it was true all down during the South. So Ann and I got married, and so I transferred from Alabama up to Sanford University where I could get some uh, scholarship. Wow. Yeah, that's that's awesome. We are talking to uh, Coach Bobby Bowden, and, and he's always uh, named Coach Bobby Bowden, but I'm going to say author Bobby Bowden. Uh, Coach, did you know for, for a while that you wanted to be an author? Because you've written some great books, and I'm wondering how early on uh, did you think about becoming an author? Number one, I didn't think about it. Now, don't forget, I didn't write the book. Uh, my son wrote two of them. You know, he, he was, uh, he, he had taught, he had taught Bible for about 10 years after he finished college. He got his doctor's degree, and he taught Bible at Sanford University for about 10 years. Mm. And so he wrote both books, and uh, he had a pretty good feel on it. Uh, it, it, it was a case, it was a case where he and I sat down, he asked me questions, I talked, he recorded, and then he wrote, and that's the way the books came about. Boy, that's that, what a great bonding experience for you and your son. Oh yeah, I, I really, I, I really, I, I, I feel like God put him here for a reason. I feel like God put me here for a reason. That's awesome. Again, we're talking to Bobby Bond for information on on his books and and how to pick them up. You can go to just go to bobbybowden.com. Uh, bobbybowden.com and information for the wisdom of faith and the uh, Bowden way and call the coach reflections uh, on life are all there coach the idea of of, of writing uh, the wisdom of faith book 
uh, it was to look at it and and to read some parts of it. It really is. It's it's you're opening your heart and 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 your mind to to people to say, hey, look. I was a football coach, but let me tell you all the things that I've learned uh, about being a Christian man through being a football coach. And and it's just a really impressive. I know it's done really well as far as sales. It's it's touched a lot of hearts and a lot of minds to to coaches and and players and parents all over the country. Yeah, well, uh my my son Steve uh, wanted you know there's, there's probably at least 8 or 9 or 10 books out that have been written about me. And and they all were about football, and so he wanted to write one about about our faith, and so that was easy for me to talk about. My my Christian background is is different from a lot of people, but I imagine it's also common with a lot of them. If someone would ask me when I found Christ, I'd say I've always known Christ. I I, I can never remember not knowing about Jesus. I said now as far as being a Christian. And being saved, that's a different thing. But uh, I was raised by a Christian mother and a Christian father who saw that I went to church every Sunday. We were Southern Baptists down there in Alabama, and uh, they saw that I went to church all the time. And and sometimes I didn't want to go, but I, I went, and I'm so thankful for the education that I got through my churches, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so when I was 10, 11, I forget, it's been so long ago, I accepted Christ as my Savior uh, publicly at my church. After our preacher preached, uh, he offered a hymn of invitation, and I, I got up and went down and asked to join the church and to be saved. And uh, they accepted me in the church, and I was baptized. And, it, and at that time, I thought everything was lovely. However, my life didn't change that much. I was good, and I was bad. And uh, I was 23 years of age before I finally found out that I was saved by grace. Mm. It's nothing I did. If somebody asked me, what must I do to be saved? I'd say, nothing. It's already been done. You know, it's a matter of accepting it. So when I was 23, I accepted uh, God's grace and, uh, and and just really, well, I went down and rededicated my life, you know, and it, and have tried have tried to live for him ever since. Coach, that is a tremendous testimony. Mike and I often talk about um, the journey of faith that that everyone who has a testimony they have that journey when it began when they trusted Christ. And I loved what you said about it was the Philippian jailer who said, "What must I do to be saved?" And you know, and you you gave the answer there. It's nothing. It's all of Christ. He's done it for us. And yeah. I think as so many people. They get involved in religion, and I and I often comment they get into the religion of of dues. You know, you got to do yeah. this, you got to yeah. do this, you got to do this. But when yeah. it comes to Christ, it's done. And you're you're, uh, you're you're exactly right. And I've thought about that many times. I think many many people who are called Christians uh, think that they are going to be saved because how good they are. If I just be good, if I just be good, I'll 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 get to go to heaven. No, it don't work that way. I don't care how good you are. Yeah. That, you can't earn your way to heaven. If you could, Christ would not have had to die. Yeah. So he died for our salvation and and, uh, and said if we believe in him and have faith in him and trust in him, and uh, then then we then we may we can be saved. But it has to be. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. 
and only through my only through me can you get to my father. Yeah, you're you're preaching Bible right there, <laughs> Coach Bell, and I, and I love it. And I tell you, one thing I liked that you said too, Coach, about um, Steve writing the book with you there um, about your faith. Is that everybody always wanted to know football, 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 but you wanted to write something about your faith. And that's exactly kind of how the, the, uh, the history of this program, Faith in the Zone, came about. You know, we, you, you hear so many uh, that, they're, you know, a mic is put in front of them. Hey, how'd you make that play? And, and, they, and they talk about they want to thank Jesus Christ and what he's done in their life first. And then, boom, it's like they're cut out. And Mike always yeah. says it real well, unless you're... Tim Tebow, everybody kind of stays, you can't really talk. I got to be kind of quiet about this. Yeah. And Mike and I got talking. We said, you know what? Let's let's do something where, where guys can come on and share their faith. And uh, yeah. I, when, when you said my parents took me to church, it reminded me of what Tony Dungy said. He said he was a drug he, he was a drug kid very early in life because his mom and dad drug him to church every, <laughs> every Sunday. He said his mother would teach him the Sunday school lesson on Thursday night that she was going to teach on Sunday morning, and, and he said it was demanded that we be down there to listen to that Sunday school lesson that we're going to also hear on Sunday so morning. So he, he heard it <laughs> twice. He knew all the answers, he said. He so, knew. Well, that, that shows you the importance of family, oh. and, that, and that's a big thing we're missing in America right now. Is the is the the breakup of the American family? It and see that's where when I when I was coaching the last uh, few years of my coaching. I mean, I say few, say but say the last fifteen years. I began to get more and more boys who did not have a daddy. It was common. I had more of them that didn't have daddies than it did. Mm-hmm. I had few boys that had a family, and I realized that uh, those boys have missed out. Uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to. I mean, I, I was raised by a Christian mother and a Christian father who we had prayer every morning. We had prayer every night. We went to church every Sunday. We went every Wednesday. We, every time they opened the doors, we went, you know? Yeah. And I learned all these stories uh, uh, about David and about Samson and about uh, Paul and, uh, and and Jesus and all the disciples. And, and then here I am coaching boys who never heard of it. And so I, I, I did something that I hope more coaches do, and I, there's probably some that do that you don't hear that much about. I was determined when I coached a boy, number one, I was going to do my best to see that he was the best player he could be. Number two, I was going to be sure he got his degree. And number three, when he left me, whether he accepted it or not, he knew about Jesus. Amen. I Lord. talked to him about Jesus. I, yeah. Every every Wednesday, Friday night before a ball game, when I would have our last minute instructions for the game, I would always start with a devotion, and mm. I would give them a Bible story. I might tell them about Samson. I might tell them about Paul. I might tell them about. But anyway, it was something I learned when I was a kid that they missed. Now I got it when I was five, six, seven, eight years old. They didn't get it till they were eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. But uh, thank goodness, in a lot of cases, it, it stuck. Amen. We are talking to Coach Bobby Bowden. He is an author. He's, him and his, his son Steve have written some books. The, the one that we're talking the most about today, uh, The Wisdom of Faith, you can go to bobbybowden.com to get uh, more information. I just want to read one uh, one person that I, that, that I read who uh, talked about reading this book, and, uh, and she said, fantastic book by one of the finest men on the planet. He not only talks the talk, but he actually walks the walk, which too few Christians do these days. 
I have tremendous respect and admiration for Coach Bowden and wish there were more like him in the world. This is a wonderful book about a man and his faith in God. And so that for me, you know, to read somebody that that uh, that read the book and wrote that, I think is just a, a wonderful testimony to this book. And we'll continue our conversation with Coach Bobby Bowden on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest for the entire show today. He was the former head coach from Florida State, and uh, he is, him and his son uh, have written a book that I would highly recommend you take a look at, Wisdom of Faith. And he is the uh, winningest all-time coach in NCAA college football. And uh, we are just blessed to have Coach Bobby Bowden with us. Hey, Pastor, if you could kind of talk a little bit about uh, how we were able to get uh, Coach Bowden and, and reach him to come on the show today. Oh, well, he's always been a fan around our house. Uh, and I tell you, Coach Bowden, win or lose, you always had just uh, – and, and, you know, they shoved that mic in your face, you know, right after a oh, yeah. tense ball game. And if that field goal, you know, didn't quite go in. And, and oh, yeah. I, you knew, I knew you had to be disappointed. Hey, hey, don't, way... don't be ripping the media now. No. I'm part of that media. <laughs> okay, okay. Pastor Ken, I'll uh, cut uh, you off this show right now you keep that <laughs> all right i'm sorry about that. but anyway he was always so gracious and then uh i to- i've told him a couple of times here on the, you know uh, off the air that my my second son was born in tulsa oklahoma we grew up in oklahoma and sure enough oklahoma plays florida state in the championship football game and he brings all of his buddies over and everybody's rooting for florida state you know but me and i finally had to tell them they had to go upstairs a different tv because they kept doing that tomahawk chop but anyway, and I'll get back to that tomahawk chop in just a minute. But anyway, um, so uh, Dr. Bob Jones the third contacted me and said, "Hey, we had Coach Bowden down here at Bob Jones, and I know you have that Faith in the Zone program up there where guys can share their testimonies." And, and Coach Bowden, Dr. Bob told me this. He said, "Ken, he is as solid as any preacher you'll hear around in the country." And I said, "Sounds like I really need to give him a call." And so uh, the the athletic director, Neil Ring, there at Bob Jones, got me in touch with Doug Scott. And Doug said, uh, give Coach Bowden a call. He'd love to come on your program. And I got to tell you, Doug, I I loved uh, just my visit with Doug, uh, Coach Bowden. And I told Mike, I go, we need to get Doug on here, too, to let him share his testimony. But he just uh, was just so complimentary of the way that you just – uh, love the Lord and serve the Lord on the football field from your your language to, and how good it was with these young men and how you uh, taught and you trained these young men. And um, I, I said, Doug, I, I tell you, I watched it on television. I wasn't even close to him. And I could say I could say I could see there is a difference in Coach Bowden. And and I love and, and I loved what you said in the last hour that you wanted all those guys to know about Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that is uh, that, that's the message that can change the world. It's Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ only. Well, that's what God puts us here for. Uh, not, it, not, 
not just coaches and not just preachers, but everybody. Exactly. You know, God asks us to serve Him and tell other people. Yeah. And that's the only way we're going to spread the word is by t- by telling telling people. And you know what? And, when uh, you when you tell people, uh, and it's just part of who you are and part of your life, you see how God. Uh, you know, enlarges your platform. I mean, Tony Dungy yeah. talked about that with us, but I, I think of the platform that God gave Coach Bobby Bowden uh, and and the many lives of guys that you influenced. Uh, you know, and, and I got to believe if there were players there at Florida State with you as a coach that that they there had to have been some that came to know Jesus Christ for the first time in their life. Uh, going yeah. through the program, yeah, there were not closed. some. There were not some. There were many. Oh, there were many. many that, you know, because uh, every time we would play in a ball game, they would they would usually. I mean, in a in a bowl game, they would always have an FCA breakfast the day before the game. Mm. And uh, and so I made my boys go. I, I said, well, "Hey, that may, hey man, this is a meeting. Yeah. You got to be there." Yeah. And I, I'd take it to them. Now, now then, I speak a lot of time to FCA groups. Before ball, before bowl games, and and some coaches don't don't make their boys go, mm. and there might be ten, eleven of them there. The other coach might make his boys go, and there might be ninety of them there. You yeah. know, yeah. but I, I just feel like God has given a coach a great responsibility and a great opportunity. Just like Billy Graham said, a coach can influence more people in a year. Then, then maybe a minister can, you know. I mean, in a day, yeah, yeah. Then, then maybe a minister can because the boys, they will listen to that coach because they want to play. They want to play for him. And so I used to tell my coaches, I say, coaches, we got to be like daddies. We got to be like fathers to these boys because you might be the closest thing to a father he ever sees. Mm-hmm. When you get, I can, you know, I have a hard time visualizing that. The fact that I had the sweetest daddy in the world. Mm-hmm. He died young. He died 64. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so I, I, it's hard for me to imagine a young boy coming up in a home and not having a male figure. You know, mm-hmm. mamas are sweet. Those mamas are so sweet. A lot of times they have a hard time saying you can't do this, you can't do that. And uh, I've, I've had boys come to my school that never been told no. You know, yes. and when I tell them to do something, they had to do it. They'd look at me like, well, who, who are you to tell me that I got to do that? Now, if they stayed with me four years, I changed all that. But, uh, but, but again, I realized the well, that's the problem we got in America today. Is there? There's so many. Ch- it may, you know, I, I saw the other day where one one guy had he had ten children by by nine different women. Now what happens to those children? What happens yeah. to them? Yeah. I mean, he 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 couldn't be with one of them. He wanted to be, right. you know. Yeah. But that, but America is full of that today, and and uh, I, I'm afraid if we don't get back to Christ and about putting God first, uh, I'm afraid our nation is going to be like uh, like uh, Israel was yeah. when the when they were when they were cat- taken over by the Babylonians and then. Taken over by the Syrians and then taken over by other enemies because they disobeyed God. They didn't listen to God. Yeah. And America, to me, we, we you know history is a great teacher because history repeats itself. You know, mm-hmm. and if if we think we can disobey God and 
and and act like we want to instead of the way he wants us to, we better be careful. Yeah, we lose our nation. Yeah, and we're going to get disciplined just like Israel did. And I was thinking of Israel when when you were given that analogy there with with the United States. Hey, I, I got to yeah. believe this. Your daddy had to be a disciplinarian, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, Wasn't he? He. Uh, some people might not appreciate this, but I do. He believed in the belt. <laughs> when I when I disobeyed, and I I didn't get many spankings from my dad. I, probably about four in my lifetime. Wow! But 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 when I got them, buddy, you didn't ever. I never wanted to cross him up. You know, <laughs> now, mama mama would switch me, and I could handle those switches. But boy, when, when that, you could handle the belt. <laughs> when, when my daddy, he said, you know, bend over that bed and pull your pants down, and whoop, and he 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 didn't cut me up. You know, but he he made me not want to do it again, whatever I did. There's no doubt. We're talking to Coach Bobby Bowden. Hey, Coach, when you had talked about these these kids and, and, and that you're coaching, a lot of them uh, did not have a father figure in their life. And, and, and as I told you during the break, I've coached basketball for a long time. Yeah. And, do you know, it's it's when, when, when one of those kids, and, and there's only 12 to 15 kids on the basketball teams that I coach, you're talking yeah. about 100 on, on a, a Florida State team. And when yeah. one of those kids go, goes, goes astray and does yeah. something, it, it, it hurts like it's your own. It really, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh, if you're coaching 100 boys, you got a hundred kids. You got a hundred children. Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, I had the reputation down here, and 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 a lot of it was negative from the press. Oh, he's a he's a second chance coach. He gives them a second chance. He don't discipline his boys. I did discipline them, but I did not want to kick them off the team because now they're back out on the street and don't have anybody to to, to discipline them and teach them. You know, so I always tried to save them if they got in trouble. Now, sometimes they would do something so bad I couldn't. I couldn't. Maybe they were put in jail. I can't do anything, you know. But I tried to save them, man, because there's there, there's some mama's boy, and they have a soul. Oh, yeah. Amen to Did that. You, were you able to take them to church some, too, when you were on the road, or were you guys always back uh, back home on a Sunday? I did it I did it every year. Every I year. Did it every, that was part of my program. Yeah. When, when a boy came, and, I, and, and uh, let me just tell you what I did. When a boy came to Florida State, the first— week that they got back to school to start the season, I would take them to the church the first Sunday. I'd take them to a white church. Then the next Sunday, I would take them to a black church. Mm. And I did that to show them, no matter what their race is, you're welcome here. There's a church here that, that, that will love to have you if you'd like to go there. One of them is white, one of them is black, but you're, you're, you're welcome to both, you know? And uh, now somebody said, oh, you had no right to do that. Oh, heck, I didn't. You know, in fact, when, but here's the, way, here's the way I handled that. When I recruited that boy, I told his mother, I said, now, look, if your son comes to Florida State, I'm going to take him to church. Now, I'm not going to take him to my church because you think, you think I'm trying to proselyte him. No, but I'm going to take him to a Christian church, a white one, and I'm going to take him to a black one just one time so that he knows that he has a church he can go to uh, if he will just go. And I bet you mothers uh, and grandmothers that you talked to loved hearing that, that you hey, were going to give them. You know them what? Some... That brings a good point out. You know, even if, if the mama and daddy are bad, yeah, they still want their son to be good. Yeah. You know what? I don't um, care how bad they are. They still want their son to be good. So you're right. That was, I, 
I, you know, in the in the, the last thirty years that I coached, I had two families that asked me not to include their son, and I told them, if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. And they, and you know what? They were both Christian families. I think they thought I was going to try to get them to go to my church, but I wasn't. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but but most uh, nearly all of ninety ninety eight percent of the families uh, agreed with me. Boy, that's that's awesome. We were talking again to uh, to Bobby Bowden. Go to bobbybowden.com. And uh, the latest book that uh, him and his son Steve have authored, The Wisdom of Faith. I'll just give you a, a couple of uh, different chapters. The Wisdom of Fear, The Wisdom of Trust, The Wisdom of Courage, The Wisdom of Responsibility, The Wisdom of Humility, The Wisdom of Patience, Discipline, Contentment, Suffering, and The Wisdom of Love are the ten chapters in that book, and I, you know, there's a number of them that jump off the page. I would love to, to, and, and I will, because I'm going to pick the book up. The wisdom of courage, the wisdom of humility, are the two that jump off to me that mm-hmm. that I want to, I want to read. And the wisdom of fear, I just never, I, you never think Bobby Bowden has a fear for anything. And and <laughs> and I'm wondering when when he was the coach, early on in your days at Florida State, coach, that was not a, that was not a football program. And the only losing season you ever had there was your first one. Did you know early on at, at Florida State that this is a program that you could you could turn the corner and, and, and have the kind of success that you had back then? No, I, I, that's a very good question, and my answer will probably be different from what somebody would expect. I was a head coach at West Virginia University. I was there for 10 years. Florida State called me and offered me the job there. Florida State was 0 and 11, 1 and 10, 3 and 8, and the coach got fired. At West Virginia, we at least we were going to some bowl games, and so at the last minute, uh, Ann and I decided we would take the Florida State job. Why? We're going to go back home. That's where we're from. We're going to go back home. Her mother's still living. My mother's living. Both of our dads have passed away, but we can spend the latter years of their life with them. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go to Florida State. Now, when I went to Florida State, I did not go with the idea of staying. Man, they wasn't winning any ball games. I didn't know if I could win any, you know. Mm-hmm. And I went down there with the idea I'll go down there and coach, coach two or three or four years, and then go back to Alabama, either to Auburn or to Alabama, and coach there. I, I was just figuring that was way it was going to work out. But, but so I go to Florida State, and doggone. Uh, my first year, we had a losing year. But my second year, we won 10 ball games and went to a bowl and won it. And then, of course, to make a long story short, when I finished there, we'd won over 300 ball games at Florida State, which hasn't been done by anybody else other other Joe Paterno did it at Penn State. And so, uh, we anyway, but we started winning. And so I was thinking, well, how come I want to go back to Alabama Auburn, man? You know, we'll beat them when we play them. Why we'll stay down here? That's and we awesome. did. We 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 did beat them, but they beat us too. You know. But uh, <laughs> so so anyway, anyway, I I was I, I felt like God. I felt like I felt like I was doing God's will. You know, staying in Florida. I felt like He put me here. Yeah. We are we're talking to Bobby Bowden. We're going to get to a break. Before we get there, I got to read something to you, Pastor Ken. This is awesome. Uh, Bobby Bowden is still still has legendary game. In uh, golf. Uh, oh. The retired Florida State coach made a hole-in-one on Monday at the golf club. Quincy using a three-wood to ace 121-yard par three on the 12th hole. 
This is what he said. I never hit the ball very high. I rolled it in the gap and it went in. I had already walked away. I saw it rolling towards the hole and thought, oh boy, I've got a good shot. I hope it stops. Then I turned around and everybody said it just went in. And here's my favorite. Um, at the end, when you hit a hole in one, you're supposed to buy a round of drinks for everybody. And he said, no, I'm too cheap and I don't visit bars. So he walked off the golf course. I love that. Coach, are you still hitting it pretty well? You know, I can hit it straight, but I, I, I can't hit it. It, it, it doesn't go anywhere. I, don't, <laughs> I, I, play, I play from the red tees. It's just like, hey, when I got that par three, it, I was nearly embarrassed. They said, what did you hit? Now, listen, it wasn't about 120 yards. I hit a three wood. <laughs> if, you, if you hit a, I told, I said, if somebody else had hit a three wood, that hit, that had to hit a, they had to hit a four wood coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Man, let's get to a break. That's Coach Bobby Bond, and we'll continue. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Accurate Basement Repair. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. It's been a blast. Coach Bobby Bowden from Florida State. And uh, we're talking a lot about his days at Florida State. And we're also talking about The Wisdom of Faith, a book that uh, Steve Bowden and and Bobby wrote. You can go to bobbybowden.com for more information on how to pick the book up. Hey, Coach, I um, want to talk a little bit about college football in this segment. With with the, the playoffs and, and the way that they do it now, uh, is that something that, that you think you would have enjoyed when you were coaching? I, I probably could would have benefited from it. You know, all my life there was no playoff right. in Division One. There was no playoff. Uh, the Associated Press, the UPI, and other, other uh, instruments of voting. And, uh, and uh, as I told you, we, we were in the top – we were in top four, really, for for fourteen straight years. Which, if it had a playoff, we 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 might have had more chances at national championship. We did win two of them and played in five of them. And uh, so uh, so anyway, when they said they were going to go to a playoff with four teams, at first I said, "Well, we don't need to do that. They always pick one versus two, and they always get it right. Nobody cares about three and four. And so anyway." <laughs> They decided to go to the playoff, and uh, since they have, I like it. I like the idea. I think it works good. Yeah, I have to ask you though, uh, what? When did that tomahawk chop start? Because I, whatever game I turned into, I knew it was a Florida State game because it seemed like they kept that thing going the whole <laughs> cotton picking game. They I, sure did. I mean, yeah. when, when did that? When did that start? I can tell you about the year. I think it was about eighty-two. We played in the Gator Bowl against West Virginia University, and uh, somebody started that chop, and it just <laughs> caught on, you know. And their first thing you know, everybody in the stance was was chopping and 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 singing that Indian song, yeah. da 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 da, you know. <laughs> don't have words, don't have words, just rhythm, you know. And uh, yeah. and it stuck, and uh, 
and uh, they've been doing it ever since. Like to drove me crazy. Yeah. Oh, you must I, have heard that in your sleep when you were laying <laughs> at night with your eyes closed, I mean, going, "My loud. goodness!" It oh yeah. Loud. Oh yeah. That, it just it just. You know, you go to a pep rally, they're going to play it. You go to a banquet, they're going to play it. And that's okay, because that was Florida State's song. Hey, I have to ask you, too. You coached a lot of great football players. Do you have a couple that just stand out to you that were just a joy to for you to be around and to coach? I know you got probably tons of them, but are, are there a couple that stand out to you? Well, you know, one of my favorite was Warwick Dunn. Uh, yeah. Warwick Dunn was from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. His senior year in high school, his mother got killed. She was a police officer. She mm. got killed during a robbery. So he had no mother. He, now, he had no daddy. Mm. So he lived with his grandmother, and he had six brothers and sisters younger than him. And so his mother had told him she wanted him to go to Florida State. So he came to Florida State, and uh, he roomed with Charlie Ward. Yeah. Charlie Ward was a senior. Mm-hmm. Charlie was a Heisman Trophy winner that year. And Charlie don't say much. And Warwick don't say much, so their room was like a library, you know. Nobody, nobody, nobody speaks, you know. And uh, and uh, those two got along good. And Charlie helped him get off the right foot, and he was kind of he was kind of favorite because he's kind of like a child, you know. Yeah. But but all my boys were kind of like children, you know. Some were better than others. Yeah, and, uh, and Charlie Char- loved them all. Yeah, Charlie was a strong believer too, wasn't he? Oh, gee, I'd say yeah. Charlie. See, Charlie had a strong mother and daddy. Christian mother and daddy. So he had that benefit, you know. Mm-hmm. Another boy who did a good job was Deion Sanders. Deion, Deion came to Florida State in his first three years just like anybody else. You know, people say, well, how'd you like coaching Deion? Well, the first three years, he's like, he, he, he's no different than anybody else. Then he began to show off, you know. I think some, some agent or something convinced me he could make a lot of money if he'd do this or do that. And so, but, not, but one thing about Deion, he is a very strong Christian. He is a very strong Christian. I've had him come back and talk to my team a lot of times when he's in town, you know, and uh, he'll surprise you with the way he dresses, <laughs> all of that, you know. But uh, but basically, he's really a fine young man. We're talking to uh, Coach Bobby Bar- Bowden from Florida State. Hey, Coach, you know, at the radio station I work at, uh, Leroy Butler uh, works yeah. here. And, oh, uh, Leroy? Yeah, I get a chance to see Leroy quite a bit uh, during the week. He, he's on our afternoon show quite a bit with a guy named Gary Ellerson who yeah. played. He's from uh, from Atlanta, played for the Badgers, played for the Packers. But uh, yeah. uh, Leroy, uh, Leroy is here in the building, and uh, he's, a, he's a good man. He is a very good man and is a good Christian and uh, was never any problem whatsoever when he was in school here. He was quite a football player and an All-American. What? But uh, he was one of my favorites. You know, you, people people ask you, who who's your favorite player? Who's your favorite player? Hmm. I say, you know, it's like asking me who my favorite child is. Yeah. I've got six of them. It's hard for me to say I like one more than the other. The one I love the most, the one that's sick, one that needs me the most. Yeah, that's yeah. Hey, oh, that's hey, good. Hey, Ken. So if if uh, if Coach Bowden was was in the, your living room and I was in your living room, we we're recruiting your sons. Do you think they'd come to Calvary Baptist where I was coaching? I got a feeling they'd be in Florida State. Yeah, well, I think I, he would out recruit me. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, well, you know what? I, I think. Well, I mean, the reason we went with you, Mike, was because we knew you would impact our boys and uh, impact them for good, not I just appreciate basketball. That. And the That's same good. with Coach Bowden. I think That's that good. parents, as parents, they look and say, he he's not just gonna he's not just gonna coach them football. He's gonna coach them and teach them. 
uh, how how to live, how to be a man, how to live, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you bet. And, and then even more importantly, how you can know that you can live with God one day because we're not going to yeah. be here forever. Hey, let me tell you, let, let me tell you how important that is. I, I, I told you a while ago, I coached fifty-seven years. I get letters from boys I coached fifty years ago, or forty years ago, or thirty years ago, or twenty years ago. Not a one of them mentions football. Not a yeah. one of them. Yeah. Wow. They'll, they'll write and say, Coach, uh, I'm married now, and I have grown children. They both are going to college, and I want to thank you for what you said about this, and what you said about that, you know, and and, and maybe we have accepted Christ. You know what? I mean, none, none of them mentioned football. Yeah. Football is not the most important thing in the world. Yeah. It's just a way that God gave me and you and others to make a living, you know? Yep. And to witness for him. Amen. Coach, your wife, Ann, had to been a great blessing, not only to you, but to all those players. I mean, you, you, you talk about, you, you said it wasn't I had 100 football players. I had 100 kids. Yeah. And, I mean, so she's, like, going to be the mama of, yeah. of so many of those kids. And I'm sure she just jumped right in and helped you all, all along the way. She sure did. Uh, I think any successful coach has to have a good wife has to have what I call a coach's wife, you know, because it's tough on a coach's wife. Her husband's getting all this publicity. He's getting all the pats on the back, and the people are kneeling down in front of him and all that, and she has to stand back there in the background. And So you nearly need a special woman for that, and yeah. Ann was ideal for it. And any time our boys had problems, Ann was one of the first to come to their rescue. I bet so. i got to ask you just this question, though. Did, did Ann ever talk any did she ever say bobby why didn't you run this play or anything along that line or why didn't you blitz at this point why didn't you play this kid instead of that kid because <laughs> yeah, she, she, she only asked that on sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. right before oh, the yeah. worship hey. service <laughs> hey, hey. She, she was hey she was also my biggest critic i'll tell you that oh, my but. wife says how come your boys don't block out better they gotta box out better and i'd say we're she'd say are you are you guys doing any drills or practice for boxing out and i go oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's that's that that reminds me of my wife. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. We'd love to meet her. Hey, Bobby, thank you so much. We we just appreciate uh, your time and, and and certainly your your willingness to come on a secular radio station on well, Faith I, in the I, Zone I, and talk about your faith and how it's affected your life professionally and personally. Uh, well, we just I, really appreciate it. I thank you for what you're doing. I'll finish by saying this: I am just a, like a I'm a sinner, just like everybody else. But I have been saved. Amen. A- Amen to that. Again, go to bobbybowden.com. Uh, bobbybowden.com, The Wisdom of Faith, is, is a book that I would highly recommend. Uh, C- uh, Coach Bowden and, and, and his son Steve uh, wrote the book. The next time we get him on, we're going to talk about his boys, and, and, and they're great coaches. And uh, we will do that sometime down the road. But for right now, Coach, again, thank you so much for your time, and have a great week. Thank you, man. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank thank you. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Covered 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside the very southern pastor, <laughs> Ken Kelvin from Brookside Baptist Church. Did you say to Bobby Bowden, Mama, did you say I, I, I your wife? his wife, I'm sure, was a great mama to those boys. I mean, that's how we talk I, down south. I'm I know, but you're you. in Wisconsin right now. <laughs> I, I know, but man, I'm when I start talking you, with folks Your wife, Kathy, south, is going to have a ball with this. Hey, well, uh, from my, my segment one to segment three. It's not even like the same person. It was great, man. How good was that interview? Uh, man, I'll tell you, man. I, I was always a fan of his. Uh, I am yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm a bigger fan now than I was back then. Well, you know, and I remember... <laughs> I, I remember when he would talk... When, when they would come on the news and call him the second chance coach. Yeah, you I know, do too. And you know what, though? I think that's a great... Uh, a great title. Well, I mean, you, they you, didn't. You, they didn't do it as a good thing, though. No, I know it. But you know what? I mean, you have someone. I, I'm thankful to the Lord. He, he's given me second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. I oh, mean, and then if, some. If he only, oh, you know. And I, I, I think, man, what, 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 Daddy would not give his son a second, third, and fourth chance. And that's exactly what, what Coach Bowden. He was like a father to these. To these boys. Yeah, he was. And a heck of a football coach. Yeah. Man, the success he had. And what I, I wanted to try to get into the amount of speed and talent down in the state of Florida. Because oh. he had some, you know what? There were some, I mean, some, some unbelievable. I mean, he had some big guys, but a lot of them were just absolutely fast. And I think that's when people start talking about you win with speed. Right. And yeah, and those has, games with them in Miami. Oh, and then, and then Florida got and then Florida got good. And Florida State against Florida. And then Oklahoma got in there. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I don't need anybody calling in and telling me what happened in the Final Four football or basketball this year with Oklahoma. I mean, we can talk about it if you'd no, want. No, it was embarrassing. Because that Southern accent is gone. If yeah. you start talking about that. Because you can't, you can't talk Southern through crying. I know that. You cannot. Can you imagine the amount of, uh, the amount of young men and the impact that he had on their lives, and just how, you know, it, when he said many received, many accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, as, you know, going through the, the, the Florida State program with him as the head coach. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard that song. Someone wrote it in regard to their pastor. It was just an, uh, a song entitled, Thank You. And it was thank you for giving to the Lord, because it, it was picturing that person coming up to their pastor in heaven after they met the Lord and Christ, finding that person, their their pastor, and saying, hey, thank you. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of young men and even their children and maybe their grandchildren who are going to be going up I after agree. they meet Christ and, and the Lord and go up to Coach Bowden and say, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for giving and giving me the message of hope that can change my life. Man, that's, that's a great— um that's a great thing to say. I think you're right. I think there's going to be so many people coming to him when he's up there just saying thank you. To, to read this book, go to bobbybowden.com, The Wisdom of Faith, and there's a couple other ones, Call the Coach, Reflections on Life, but they're, they're winning uh, only part of the game, all football-related ones, but this one, The Wisdom of Faith, it has some football in it, but he really does. I think Steve does a great job um, in the parts that I read about really talking about this man as and some of the things his beliefs his soul his heart and 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 how he took that as a coach and and utilized that platform yeah that's good stuff hey pastor it's good to see you oh it's good to see hey, you. hey y'all y'all it's great to see you <laughs> hey 
you know, I, I do. I, I can get that going because I, I just like being around people, you know, that yeah, you're a that, great man that, that love the Lord. And, that I, and I love to hear I, I always love to hear Coach Bowden, even on television. Yeah, I, do I too. can pick it up quick, man. man I, you, I was I'm a, I'm a southerner, but I'm up here in Wisconsin. You're now. a good man. He, he's Pastor Ken Keltner. I'm Mike McGivern. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.